Blog Talk Radio. Gentlemen, welcome, welcome to a special edition of Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. How y'all doing out there this wonderful Saturday afternoon? <laughs> oh, man, we got some stuff for you tonight. You hear me? Oh, my goodness, goodness gracious. I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm just about to jump out my chair. I, I, I really am. <laughs> I'm about to jump out my chair because we're about to get it on. 504, you know to go and hit one. Don't even try it. Um, <sighs> all right, let me calm down for a minute. Let me calm down. Y'all yeah, 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 don't realize how long I've been trying to put a show like this together. You know, and, and y'all know I usually come on during the weekday, but in order to get this done, you know, it's it's like it's like it was just a mandate for me. I had to do a show like this, and, and y'all don't understand. I'm getting chills just thinking about what this show is gonna be tonight. Boy, I tell you, but but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm let me get let me calm down. Catch my breath. Catch my breath. All right. So anyway, let me give you the particulars real fast. All right. Um, once again, welcome to the show. Um, usually we do a quote of the day and a song of the day, but we're going to bypass the song. We give you a quote, of course. We got to give you the quote. but And then we're going to go ahead and, and get into the show. Um, I've been thinking, I, I, I've been thinking for a long time on how what, how do I want to do the show tonight? Do I want to have it in the same format as I do during the day where I just leave everyone mic open and let everybody interact with each other? Or... Do I do it the old-fashioned way, you know, you call in, say what you got to say, and then you hit to the rest um, offline? And I think this, the latter is what I'm going to do tonight. That way we keep all the talking over each other, all, and we can understand and learn some things tonight. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Um, now, for those listening out there on your different devices, if you want to come in or add something to whatever we're talking about, the conversation, only thing you have to do the easiest way is call in. That's it. You can call the numbers. Just listen on your phone. You don't have to say anything. 347-838-8622. Now, if you want to comment or join the conversation, just press 1 on your keypad. I will see that you want to say something, and I'll bring you into the conversation. Another way is our chat room is open. 
www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Um, you can join that conversation as well. Uh, make sure you come in with a username, though, because if you come in just as a guest, the only thing you'll be able to do is read the comments. You won't be able to um, participate in the conversation. And the last way is you can always email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. Hey, if you want me to go ahead and and, and pass on <laughs> pass on what um, you want me to say, you want to say, um, live on the air, just let me know that when you um, send me the email, and um, I'll go ahead and put it out there for you. But other than that, man, we we're here to ha- we're here to have a good time to learn some stuff tonight. And this is not this is not going to be one of them shows where we're trying to prove um, one religion is better than the other. And this is not what this is about tonight. This is about the show tonight is about breaking the chains of tradition. And when I'm when, and and what I mean by that is simple. You know, it's a lot of stuff that goes on inside a church or being done by church people that just does not line up with what God says. Let's just put it out there like that. Now, you know, and and people have have come to the conclusion that it's okay. It's okay because the old line goes, well, I'm not perfect. Everybody has sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yeah, okay. I mean, I've used the line before myself, so I know it's it's used, okay? But it's more to it than that. It, it really is. And um, we're going to get into a little bit of this, and, and hopefully um, you got a piece, piece of some paper and a pen ready, and you can take some notes, and, you know, we we may, well, we probably will throw some scripture at you, Um and we're just going to have a, a good, con- clean conversation. That's, that's what we're going to have. Because I, I, heard a, I heard a show the other night, and it, it, it was really, really disturbing. It really was. Because the, 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 the title of the show was, God is Man-Made. That was it. God is Man-Made. Huh. Wow. And, and to listen to the conversation, you, you think the title was bad? To listen to the conversation itself, it made me sick. It really did. It really made me sick. Not just about the, what they were saying, but the language that they were be, was being used. And I'm like, are we are we in that bad of a shape now? Are we that that bad now? You know, statistics are showing that a lot of the young people people are um, walking away from the church and claiming to be atheists or just spiritual. Hmm, interesting. And why is that? Because they are not being shown the right way. They're not. We we can't we can't we can't deny it. We can't. Growing up, a lot of us witnessed the same stuff. Back then, that's going on in the church today. We did. And we became part of it. Why? Because we didn't know any better. We didn't. Hmm. Imagine that. Well, we know better now. So, I mean, if we know better, then we should try to help others do better. Correct? Now, don't get it wrong. I know we're not going to convince everybody. We're not going to... 
We're not going to save everybody we try and talk to. We're not going to convert everyone we talk to. But my theory has always been, even doing this show, if I just get one person, I have accomplished a great deal. I have. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all know my regulars. They know I, I get started and I get to talking. But um, I got two guests um that I want to bring in in a minute, um, and, and to help me out with this thing tonight. I had other other um guests coming, but you know how people are. They tell you one thing and do something totally different. So it's okay. It's okay though. It's okay because we're gonna continue. Because this is supposed to happen. All right, let's get the quote of the day out of the way. Um, and it's coming from Anne Frank. And it says, human greatness does not lie in wealth or power, but in character and goodness. People are just people, and all people have faults and shortcomings. But all of us are born with a basic goodness. That's your quote of the day right there, man, um, coming from Miss Anne Frank. And that kind of falls along with uh, what I was just saying. You know, everybody say, well, you know, you're born in sin, and so that means you, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that don't mean you have to stay there. Just because you're born there don't mean you have to stay there. How can I get an amen? All right. Hey, I'm not a preacher, y'all. I'm telling you, I just grew up in a house full of them. All right, so. <laughs> Let, let me go on and, and bring my guest in. First, I want to introduce this this young lady. Um, we go way back, way, way back. Um, <laughs> and um, good friend, good friend. Um, and I'm introducing this, um, and the other one's presenting, Pastor Leon, Leona Ross from the True Wisdom New Hope Ministry, IDC. How you doing, Pastor Ross? How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, having a great time. I know it's going to be a little better in a minute. <laughs> oh. It always is. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me bring this next guy in here, um, my, my next guest. Um, and we, we served together in the military. And, you know, he's been a big supporter of the show when he could be. And, I mean... We've had our backs and forth and what have you, but he's still my brother and I love him to death. Uh, let me bring in uh, <laughs> Sadat Ben Israel, aka Mr. Lowe. What's going on, brother? How are you today? Peace and blessings, family. Peace and blessings. Happy Sabbath, also. Happy Sabbath. I pray that everybody is well. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now. Now y'all see my I got a powerful house tonight, so don't y'all come in here acting crazy. All right. So anyway, as I said before, if you want to call in, no problem. You can call in three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Um, as I said before, we're not gonna leave the lines open. Once you make a comment, I'm gonna close your line. And um, if you got something else to say, you just have to re-enter. Okay. So, um, let's start with uh, Pastor Ross. And, and yes. just to, Pastor Ross, just give us a quick um, introduction to yourself and and um, your church. I am a pastor of um, True Wisdom New Hope Ministries International Development Churches (EPC) underneath the Apostle James Lorenzo Rutledge and Pastor Vicky Rutledge. Our chief apostle is Dr. S. D. James out of Brundage, Alabama of uh, S.D. James Evangelistic uh, Association and um, churches worldwide. 
evangelistic Pentecostal churches worldwide. I'm sorry, I'm riding down the road as I am speaking. Um, I've been associated with this ministry for the past 13 years. I've been a pastor since um, 2011. I'm a pastor of the Quincy Church in Florida, New Deliverance IDC, as well as the pastor of the Monticello Church, Zion Praise and Worship in Monticello, Florida. Yes. Wow. All right. <laughs> That's what I was talking about right there. That was talking about right there. And um how long have you been pastoring? I've been pastoring since two thousand and eleven when I first got sent to um Quincy, so that's about six years. All right. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about right there. All right, thank you, Pastor Ross, for that and we'll get back with you in a moment. Brother, brother. Israel, being Israel, you know, you know, I'm about to call you low. But anyway, tell me, tell us a little about yourself, man, and with your, your church. Okay, I'm teacher Sadak, being Israel, brother Sadak of uh, Law Life Israelite School. We are a uh, Israelite school that teaches the Bible as it is written. Uh, we are based out of Atlanta. That's our home school where we teach the scriptures as it is written. We be we know according to scripture that we are the children of Israel. And we understand according to the curses that you can read in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, that we, the so-called blacks, so-called Latinos, so-called Native American Indians are held to a higher standard of living, a.k.a. keeping the commandments of God. Now, as far as the scriptures goes, we understand who the Bible was given to or the law, statutes, and commandments, our people. And for us not keeping those commandments, we have fallen and are still under the curses that's in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. Now, as far as uh, I've been on this earth 40, almost 42 years, and I grew up in a uh, missionary Baptist church. And to be honest, uh, nothing ever sat well with me the whole time I was going there because just looking at something as simple as the, the scroll that had the Ten Commandments on it, and I was always curious because it was never taught. What is the Sabbath? And we know according to Scripture that the Sabbath is the seventh day, but we were in there on the first day. You know, so it's just the we understand that there are many contradictions of Scripture, and we are we are here to break down those barriers and teach our people as it is written. All right. Wow. That, that's a whole lot. <laughs> that's a whole lot. You know, um, and, and um, I want to say thank you first to, to both of you for um, being on the show. Um, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I was trying to put it together finally. And um, as I said before, there were supposed to be others, but, you know, things happen. So I want to especially say thank you to both of you for um, being here with me. Um now here's here's a question, and and maybe maybe um, y'all can help me with this. In your opinion, why is it that young people are leaving the church? I mean, you know, is it because there's too many different types of religion? Is there? I mean, is is it? Uh, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. What, what what is the reason in your opinion? Uh, we'll start with um, Pastor Ross. Um. Thank you, sir. One of the first reasons that, that that I can say is, number one, they're not recognized. You know, we grew up back in the day when we went to church and kids couldn't do anything. 
So if they're coming to church, they're on fire for God. They want to know, you know, how can I help? Everybody wants to come in and belong to something, to be a part of something. If we do not allow them to do that, they're not going to stay. Second of all, we have to let we have to teach them who they are in Christ Jesus. Without an identity, without a purpose, they are lost. See, so we have to help them to understand who they are and that they do have self-worth. You said that at the beginning of your show, you know, everyone is born in sin and shaped in iniquity. That is right, until you learn to do better. The Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy, as First Peter, say, 1 and 2, as First Peter, chapters 1. It says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Okay, if we're going to tell them, you can't do this, you can't fornicate, stop cussing, we tell them all the things to stop doing, but we don't teach them how to stop doing. The third thing is, the leadership has to be an example. Number one, if you're a pastor and you're a true pastor, you came out of sin. You weren't always righteous. You weren't always holy. Tell these children your testimony. Tell them what you came out of. See, the same struggles that they're having with their flesh, with fornication, with illicit sex, with drugs, all of this stuff, we as pastors have been through that. But by the grace of God and through the Holy Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ, we were able to be delivered. See? And it wasn't like we were we were this sinful person one day and the next day we are holy and righteous. No, it's a pro, it's, it's it's a progressive state. Staying in God, fasting and praying and touching and trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ to bring us out. And as a leader, when you have a really good leader who as an is an example to you, they stand with you, they pray with you. They fast with you, and they continue to pray for your soul that you come out. And that's how the changes start. But until we as leaders, as as ourselves, who call ourselves clergy, regardless of what the religion is, until we are true, you know, to ourselves and to the Lord Jesus Christ, none of these children are going to change. They're not going to be saved because they're not going to see the worst in it, and they're going to continue to be lost because nobody is validating them and who they are and accepting them where they are and letting them know, baby, you don't got to stay there. This is who you are right now, but this is not who God has called you to be. Every man has a purpose for being here. It's our job as the clergy, as pastors, as so-called ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ to reach out to these souls and tell them who they are in Christ. Woo. All right. And once we do that, they'll stay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, man. All right. All right. Thank you, Pastor Ross. Um, uh, Brother Lowe? Well, first uh, first off, I'd like to say, yes, I'm, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Go ahead. Okay. First off, I'd like to say uh, the sister had a lot of great points. As far as, uh, you know, the children are lost because there's so much hypocrisy and non-scriptural sayings that go on in these uh, so-called churches. So you're there, you're in there, you're hearing one thing of what the scriptures say, but you're seeing the direct opposite. You know, uh, I'll read this real quick, Ezekiel uh, chapter 3, 
and seven sons of man I have made you watchmen unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give the warning for me. So what we've done is we've taken the word of the Most High out of church, and we use our words. We say the things that the people want to hear as opposing to what the scriptures say. Of course, David said himself, hey, I was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Of course, this is true, but at the same time, you can see in scripture and show people different people in the Bible that have been considered to be righteous. Deuteronomy 6.25 says righteousness is keeping the commandments. And so the thing about that is the hypocrisy comes when we say, well, nobody can keep the commandments. And then you start asking simple questions like, well, can you not fornicate? Yeah. Can you not uh, curse? Yeah. Can you not eat pork? Oh, wait a minute. I'm not going to stop doing that. See, the thing is, we like to pick and choose, being it that we are our own gods, to say what we will and will not do when the word of God comes. Hey, I'm just going to be a watchman. I'm going to see what's going on, and I'm going to speak on it as it is written. And uh, I read this also. Uh, Ezekiel 2 and 7 And thou shalt speak my words unto them Whether they will hear Or whether they will forbear For they are most rebellious See first Like like the sister said You first got to show these people According to the scriptures Who they are Because there are prophecies About all nations There are only 18 nations on this planet Regardless of how you cut up Only 18 That's all God made Now if you call yourself uh, Puerto Rican, Dominican That's just something uh, That's a title that other people have given But according to the table of nations There are only 18 And so there are prophecies about all of them And the question is You read from Genesis to Revelations About all these things That happened to the children of Israel But who are they now And why is it that The curses and the blessings that's on our people Right now Fit the people of the scripture and so we first have to understand what God we are praying to, because if we if we can go to Matthew chapter four, we see that even Satan himself has the ability to give us things. Even though a brand new car, a big house, a title, and all of these things, we'll chalk that all up to God and say to the Most High God, say He did these things, which in essence that ain't always the case, because you think. Even the late the sister that's out there uh, stripping, that has a brand new BMW and has nice clothes and all of this, she'll get up and go to Sunday church and will say, "I'm gonna give some time to God," and will assume that what she's doing, she's being blessed still by God. So first, we have to give warning to our people, and we have to let them know and understand who they are according to the word first. Also, uh, you'll see. Um, should be a full four phone number that press one trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our teacher has a type. Okay. Say Hezekiah. Yes. All right. <laughs> All righty. All right, brother Hezekiah. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm glad you can join us. Uh, would you like to add any comments to um, what has been said already? Uh, Shalom, brothers and sisters. Uh, both of the, the brother and the sister made a valid point. First and foremost, we need to know who we are. And when you know where you are, you know where you're coming from, you know where we can head. Uh, in these churches, there's no substance. So that's why they're leaving the churches. Uh, 
even though they have the appearance of holiness in these, you know, in these churches, but the children know, and most of the adults know that it's it's full of lies, and they only go in the churches to seem righteous, to show people that I do believe in God, I do believe in Christ, but there's no substance there, but they're not teaching, and they'll they'll respect the person. And it's all about money. I just, I just leave it right there. It's, it's all about money, and people see that. Mm. Oh wow! You boy, you you just dropped a big one on that one. Can you turn, can you turn your radio down a little bit, uh, Pastor Ross? Yeah, getting a little feedback to me. But anyway, um, right. you know, you dropped a, a big one there. You say it's all about money, and uh, hey, we might as well jump on into that because. Um, uh, let me tell you a story first. All right. <laughs> let me tell you a story. Um, I was a member of a church, and, um, you know, I've been um, stationed outside of my home city of Jacksonville, Florida, you know, and a certain individual took over the church. You know, so I guess a call one Sunday, and one, well, one night, and it says, um, well, you know, your name is still on the roll. I said, okay. And so uh, then the next thing is, uh, when you going to send your tithes in? <laughs> I said, oh, really? You think I'm sending you my money? You don't lost your mind. Now, here's, here's where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, I mean, since, since Brother Hezekiah done, done brought it on up, what what is it about? Let's let's get this thing about tithing. Let's, let's talk about tithing a little bit because I think it has – evolved into something that it, I don't believe it was never truly meant to be, and it has been used and abused over the least, I know, the last two or three decades, you know, because they get up and read the same passage when it's time to, to collect and pass the plate around with a man rob God and, you know, all this. But but what is it? Does tithing, does tithing actually mean you have to give 10% of your paycheck. Now, let me add this little bit to it. Now, what happens if I come up to, to a, 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 a decision? I have to make a decision to keep my lights on or give my final 10, whatever my 10% is to the church and hope that my, my lights are, are, are stay on. Uh, we're going to start with Brother Hezekiah. Since he brought it up, we're going to start with him. Well, I mean, what, what, what should we do? For all praises, um, yes, tithing is um, manipulated in the churches. And we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 14 and start at verse 22 because the scripture also says, if any man speak, let it be the oracles of God. So it won't be no, my opinion. It won't be my opinion on what tithing is. Because now, there's a such thing, let me say this too, there's a such thing in the scripture called alms. And alms is based on Offerings willingly given based on your uh, what you can give. It's not ten percent. So, if I may have teachers and doc help me out with this, uh, Deuteronomy chapter fourteen and verse twenty-two. Because the, the the brother did bring up they used the scripture in Malachi, who will rob God in this day and the third. So they play on your emotions. It's all witchcraft. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 22. And let's get the law on tithing, what it was really about. You there? I read it. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 14 and 22. Thou shalt surely tithe all the increase of thy seed 
that the field bringeth forth year by year. So here it says you're going to truly, truly tie this, the increase of thy seed, because we as the children of Israel, the most high, divided up the land for us. And we used to have land where we can grow our crops. We can graze our animals. We have watering holes, this, that, and third. So it told you you're going to, you're going to surely tie the 10% of your increase of thy seed that the field bring it forth year by year, not Sunday by Sunday, not Wednesday by Wednesday. Continue. And thou shalt eat before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose to place his name there. The tithe of thy corn, of thy wine, of your your corn, of your wine, Mm -hmm. and of thine oil, and the firstlings of thy herd and thy flocks, that thou mayest learn to fear the Lord thy God always. So we were supposed to be a tithe in 10% of our increase, our our herd that continued to uh, breed and have babies and our, our crop that grew, and we had abundance of. Continue. And if the way be too long for thee, so that thou art not able to carry it, or if the place be too far from thee, which the Lord thy God shall choose to set his name there, when the Lord thy God hath blessed thee, so I'm sorry about then, that, brother. No, okay. Because right we had, just imagine this, people, the people who are listening. You, you got the 12 tribes of Israel, and you got all this abundance. We didn't have uh, UPS. We didn't have 18 wheelers. We didn't have trains. So I got 10% of the stuff I had. This brother got 10% that they had. This family, and so on and so on. We, we counted as the sands of the sea, stars of the sky. And the most high, we're going to say, I'm in Atlanta. He chose Alabama to be the place where he put his name. So now I got to take all the 10% of this stuff that I grew and have abundance of, I got to take it to Alabama. So he said, if it's too far for you, for you to carry it, not money, because I carry money in my pocket. But I know a lot of people say, well, you know, we had money back then. Continue to read. Verse 25, then shalt thou turn it into money. Oh, you got to turn it into money now. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And bind up the money in thine hand, and shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose. So this stuff I have is too too far for me to carry all this stuff that I have for me and my family because we're going to where the most I chose, which was Alabama. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to sell this stuff up here in the market up here in Atlanta, and the money that I make from it, now I'm going to bound that money up in my hand, and I'm going to go down to Alabama. So this is how wise the most I is. He made it where we didn't have to carry all that stuff. I could, I got the money in my hand now. He didn't say, now take that money, go to the temple, and give it to the uh, Levitical priest. Continue, brother. Verse 26. And thou shalt bestow that money for whatsoever thy soul lusteth for oxen, for sheep, or for wine, or for strong drink, or for whatsoever thy soul desireth. And thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God, and thou shalt rejoice, thou and thine household. So we got to Alabama. Now I went down there. I, I decided to buy uh, oxen. I bought sheep. I bought wine. I bought strong drink. Whatever my, whole, my my soul desired to buy with that money I had. And now we're going to eat what the Most High told us to eat. Go ahead. And the Levite that is within thy gates, thou shalt not forsake him, for he hath no part nor inheritance with thee. 
So the tribe of Levi, they didn't get an inheritance of land with the children of Israel because they was our priests. They was our lawgivers. They taught us the law, statutes, and commandments. So while they doing the Lord's service work in the temples, it was our duty to take care of them. This is also where you get the welfare system today. It wasn't 10% going. I didn't go to work for 40 hours to give you 10% of my check. I guarantee if I took 10% of my groceries out of my cabinet to one of these pastors, they'll look down on me and say, this brother must have lost his head. One more scripture, brother. Continue that last one. 28. Verse 28 and 29. At the end of three years, thou shalt bring forth all the tithes of thine increase the same year and shalt lay it up within thy gates. He said Verse three 29. years. Because, you know, it takes crops and animals time to grow and uh, to bring forth more uh, animals. So we had to do this in, uh, uh, in three years' time also. Continue. Verse 29, and the Levite, because he has no part nor inheritance with thee, and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow, which are within thy gates, shall come and shall eat and be satisfied that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all thy all the work of thine hand which thou doest. So that's tithing right there, brother. That was to help your community, help the Levites who didn't have an inheritance of the hand of uh, uh, land, the, the, the fatherless, the, the, the widows. It wasn't 10% of our money. It was 10% of our substance. And like I said, in the scripture, do speak to all. Because you know what? If you do have a church, you, you need to pitch in to help with the lights, uh, water, things of that sort. There are things that need to be in if you're complicating in a certain area. But not for me to buy my pastor a Bentley and not have Pastor's Day and all that. No. So that's tithing right there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like that because if he's driving up in the Bentley, we're going to have some issues. <laughs> I want my money back. All right, Pastor Ross. Uh, <laughs> anything you like to add? Um. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that was pretty good. I I understand that. But also, as um he was talking and he's talking about the Levite in Numbers eight, it clearly states that the Levite was given to Aaron and his son. You know, uh, for the service of the temple. Their sole duty was to work in the temple. Hold on a second. I'm like I said. I'm driving, so I don't have a desk to put this stuff on. So just bear with me while I pull this back up. Um, they were working. They were dedicated to the service uh, to 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 work in the temple. And at verse eight and eighteen in Numbers, um, let me just start up here. Let me go back. At thirteen, eight and thirteen in Numbers, it said, "And thou shalt set the Levites before Aaron and before his son, and offer them for an offering unto the Lord. See, they were sanctified unto God." Thus shalt thou separate the Levites from among the children of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. And after that shall the Levites go in to do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, and thou shalt cleanse them and offer them for an offering. For they are wholly given unto me from among the children of Israel, instead of such as open every womb, even instead of the firstborn of all the children of Israel, have I taken them unto me. For all the children, all the firstborn of the children of Israel are mine, both man and beast, on the day that I spoke every firstborn in the land of Egypt. I sanctified them for a 
the tabernacle of the congregation and to make an atonement for the children of Israel that there be no plague among the children of Israel when the children of Israel come nigh into the sanctuary. Now, the Aaronic priesthood started for most, and it, it was unto Aaron and his sons. The Levites were a gift to them and service unto them for the work in the temple. It was a temporary thing because further on it says that they were to serve from age 20 to age 50, 20 to 25 to age 50, and then they were only to minister after that. However, see, when he went, when Aaron went and he, and he purified them, so he told them to purify them before Aaron because this was their atonement for the sins of the people, and that's what we forget. You know, we get into all this tithe and offering and all this. They were the tithe. The word tithe means whether it's a tenth of your time, whether it's a tenth of your money, whether it's a tenth of everything that you own. See, we, we, we want to say that, you know, these churches are only for money. So have you been to every church? If you have not been to every church in the world, you can't classify every single church. For as me and my house, the church that I attend, what we do, just like it says in Acts, when they brought the money to Peter, everybody sold their possessions, and they brought the money to Peter and laid it at his feet, and it was everything was distributed among the, the people so that there was no lack. That's why when we go out into the community and we do outreach, we give away clothes, we give away food. You know, we house people, and we don't charge them. But all these things take money. So therefore, we need money. We don't need a big. We don't need your cow. Or your, they gave that because in those times they bothered. See, if they had money, just like when Jesus was in the temple and they were selling the doves and they were selling all this stuff, you know, he threw everything apart because it was an unfair cost. They were robbing the people. That's not when I say a good leader. That's not what we do. See. Because we have to be accountable to God for what we do with his people's money. He's going to hold us accountable when we misuse it. Now, I can't speak for nobody else's ministry, but I can speak for true wisdom because I've been there 14 years. And everything that Apostle James Lorenzo Rutley said that he was going to do, he has done. When nobody believed in him, when nobody prayed with him, when nobody worked with him, we saw the manifestation of his words. With or without the money from us as members. And let me tell you something else. When I first got there, I heard what you said, uh, 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 Mr. Talk. I heard what you said when you said, no, you're not getting 10% of my money. I was of the same mindset when I came to True Wisdom. I ain't giving no man my money. I got bills to pay. I got kids at home that I got to raise. I got a car note. I need gas, utility, rent, all these things. I'm not finna give you my money. He said, I agree with you. Because he understood I didn't understand tithe and offering. And you wasn't going to just tell me I got to give you 10% of my income. But when he taught me what tithe meant and the blessings attached to it, yeah, you got people going in the church and saying, God, is this for me? Because they, they realize that that is their source. If they give and they believe that God is going to give them the increase as it says in Deuteronomy chapter 14. If you do this, if you are obedient to this, these blessings will come upon you. God's word is 
of Colossians in chapter 2, in verse number 8, it says, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiment of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. See, so when we study and we really get an understanding of what the word is saying, we don't fall into those traps. See, we, we don't sit there and accept everything the man or woman of God or the man or woman that is standing before us is telling us when we search the spirit by the spirit to see that it is truly of God, not just taking it because you got a title on your name, not taking it just because you're standing up there in the pulpit. I don't know you. I'm not going to give you my money. But when I learn and when I seek my seek for myself, when I go into my prayer closet, when I seek God to know his will for my life, and it is confirmed that man at the, at the, at the front of the church, at the pulpit, is only going to be a confirmation to me because I've not spoken to him. But when he speaks what God speaks, when God spoke to my spirit and it's an agreement, then I know that it is God. See, that's what it means to test the spirit by the spirit. Not running around telling everybody your business and, and this is what you need and this is what God told me. No, you don't, you're the only one that know what you pray about. So, yes, there are doctrines of devils that people teach. Yes, it is. But then again, you got to know what spirit is speaking to you. And that only comes in your private time alone with God, regardless of what anybody else say, regardless of anybody, what anybody else believes. This I know for a fact for myself because I live. Hmm. See, mm-hmm. that's the difference. <laughs> I'm not wow. just gonna take your word because you're standing in a pulpit. Because mm-hmm. I don't been there when I gave money. And, and it didn't go to where, where, the, where the pastor or the prophet or whatever he wanted to call himself was going to go. We're supposed to be building a new church, okay? This is the land where the church is supposed to be, and there's no manifestation of a church even 14 years later. Hmm. <laughs> See, so we you don't know, it, it, to no more. You know, it, it's funny you mention that because I remember growing up in the church and we always used to have this special um, collection for the quote-unquote building fund. But like you say, 14, 15, 30 years later, you're still in the same building. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, what's really going on? And I understand the part about, you know, church still has to run with lights and everything like that. Uh, but we we all know that, that there is some corruption inside the church when it comes to you know, uh, finances. Let's be honest with that. There he is. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You know what else is, is something that's really uh, mind-boggling to me. You can t- you can take people, man, and I, I want to get y'all opinion on this once I finish. But you can take people. They can go to a movie, right? Three weeks later. Three weeks later. No, I'm gonna go a little further. Than that. Two months later, they can quote every um, line in the movie, right? They can go to church. Right. On Sunday or Saturday, and as soon as they walk out of the church, ask them what did the minister say, and they can't tell you anything. How do we fix that? How do we fix that? Or is, can we fix it? I'm sorry. Could I just one? I'm sorry. Before you go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted on the tithing thing, right? 
We went over uh-huh. what the law of tithing was. That's why we have to use the scriptures because in far as the money part of it, because you do need money, especially in this day and time. And at that time, the scripture even spoke of money. You sold it and you got the money in your hand, so there was money. But it's called arms. We got to call it what it is. We can't use the word tithing because tithing was 10% of your increase was your crops that you grew. It wasn't I don't get an increase in my job. I go work 40 hours and get the same amount of money every week. I actually get a decrease because they take out taxes. So we have to call it what the scriptures call it, which is alms, which can help your community. That's what the pastors in these churches are not doing. And I'm not saying every one of them is cool waking people jacking up for money, but the majority is. So that's what I just hmm. wanted to touch on as far as the tithing part. The tithing was 10% okay. of crop mm-hmm. given to the Levitical priest, which is a bloodline from the tribe of Levi. So they were doing hmm. the service of God. So it was called tithing to feed them. But you do use money. Like I said, okay, I'm not going to accept my bread. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. And, and, and as I said before, I understand that. But you know, when when you have, and don't get me wrong, I I, I know you know ministers have I and mean, pastors have you know certain needs as well. But I, I can't see where you driving a, a Bentley or a Rolls Royce, you know, living in a mansion, and you got members basically living on the street. That 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 just uh, doesn't you know. Just don't look right to me, and, and it's, it's like it, it really is something that doesn't bother them, huh? It's called get a job. They can get a job just like we got a job. <laughs> the, Le- the Levites, that's what they job was to well, sacrifice for our sin. Well, see, that's that's easier to that's easier to say. But what if they had a job and in case they say they downsized or something, you know? And, and like Pastor Ross said, you know, where is the the, the the help from 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 within the church. I mean, granted, you have to let someone know because sometimes pride gets in the way, and you just do not, you know, you you don't want to tell anyone. But in the same token, I would think that you have such a relationship with your 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 um, members of your church to where you realize where something is wrong, and they trust you enough to come and tell you, um, look, Pastor, this is what happened, and I need some help. And I, I think that's one of the things that, that has that, that the church has fallen short on because a lot of the members don't trust the clergy. You know, most members don't can't even come and talk to the the, the apostle, the bishop, the pastor without having to go to three or four people, and that's that's wrong. That that is wrong. You know, so. Excuse me? It's called pride before destruction. If you're too prideful to tell somebody you in need of help, how yeah. can we help you if we don't know? You know you now that's right. Yeah. That is right. We ain't mind readers. We're not you mind readers. You, you, you have to open. The Bible said in Matthew, you have not because you ask not. If you're not asking nobody, now it's different if you ask somebody and they say, oh, no, we can't help you. No. But if you ain't open your mouth, you ain't said nothing. And another thing we have to realize as, as as believers, Christians, whatever you want to call yourself, you know, is that God ain't coming out of heaven to sit by you on no bench to fix your problems. He said <laughs> men and women to 
Now, just think, if God said, you you know, you got a prophecy and you got a word from the Lord and he said he's going to bless you with a new car and you sit there on your front porch waiting for that new car to pull up, guess what? You'll never get that new car. You got to go where the new cars are. You got to go to the car lot. Come on, now. I mean, some things are just common sense. Now, we're so good at going to the welfare line, going to get food stamps. We know we got to go fill out an application for that. Going to get health care. Going to get, you know, a free babysitter and all of that. We can abide by the rules and the laws set forth of the land in that. But when it comes to the principles of the kingdom, what God is telling you and has instructed you, God does everything in decency and in order. He has set things in order, you know, that your needs might be met. And I'm talking about by real godly men and women. Not somebody just, you know, there, like you say, out for themselves. And furthermore, talking about that, when y'all talking about the Bentley, the Bible says in Timothy, give honor to whom honor is due. So if he is a laborer for the ministry, and he's working full-time in the ministry, doesn't his family need to be supported? Not a Bentley. Not with a Bentley. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Whether, whether, whether it's a Bentley or not, if I'm a millionaire and I want to bless my pastor with a Bentley, can't no devil in hell and no man on God's green earth stop me from doing that. You don't know what God will put on a man's heart to do for somebody who has blessed them and who has brought them out of situations that nobody else could. You don't know that, so you can't say that. You can say it ain't okay. right, and granted, you're, you're entitled to your opinion. See, but if that's what they want to do, then that's between him and whatever God he served, if that's what he want to do. Because we don't have we don't have no we don't have no problem. We don't have no problem whatsoever some worldly peoples with worldly things when we go and spend money on concerts that we don't have just to say, Oh, I went and saw the latest Tyler Perry play or I went and did this just to be in with the end crowd and spend a hundred and fifty dollars on a pair of shoes for somebody. But when we bless the man or woman of God, all of a sudden that's a problem. That's the issue. That's their people money. They can do whatever they want to with it. Now, as you said, on the other hand, when people walking around, they're saying they gave all their money to the church. Did they really do that? Or are they just saying that? Did they give their little $20 a week and because they can't pay their rent or neglected to pay their rent because they did something else with the money and want to blame the church? You know, we got to really look and see, is this the truth of the matter? Now, granted, people do People do. There are some folks out there who do lie and manipulate the people. But I'm not it's talking handy. about them. I'm talking about good leaders. See, and if somebody Christ. wants to bless them like that, then I don't see nothing wrong with it. Now, that's not my preference. I don't want to be. You know? Christ healed people, and he rode around on the ass, and he walked. Why he didn't have the gold chariot with the wheels on it and the, the white horses? Because they weren't made that. in that time. And he rode on, and he went on the ass that it's nobody else had ever rode on. If you look at the value of what that was to the day, it's the same difference. See, now, we, now we, they, they we not no going to This is what we not going to do. We not going to finish split hairs on, 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 on this right here. We not going to do this. 
You can't no, compare no, those okay. pastors to the, the, the to Christ because Christ was walking around healing and teaching you to keep God alone. And the there are the people here today who have healing it. power. No, you no, they people don't. are healed by God the alone. Holy Spirit. They're and you can't tell the laws, me that they're and not they don't because no I myself am healed. And I have okay. healing power in okay. my hand. So you yeah, can't okay. tell me that it don't exist today by the power of Christ. He said, greater work shall you do. See, and I he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh in Acts 2. On all flesh, you, your son and your daughter will prophesy. Let me ask you a question. You said before no, no, miracle question. and healing. No, 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 no. So how, how can you possibly say that that does not exist today? If Christ did it and we're supposed to be in his image, we have the same ability to do the same thing. Do you eat shrimp, sister? Do you eat shrimp? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find that for you. Do you eat pork or shrimp? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I was asking, do you eat pork or shrimp? I still can't hear you. Ask him, do you eat pork? That's all I want to know. The question, do you eat pork or shrimp? No. Wait. I'm allergic to shrimp. But I have, I, I'm allergic to shrimp and all shellfish, but I have eaten pork, yes, in my lifetime. Yes, okay. the reason I, I The reason I said that wasn't to, to, to discredit you or anything. But today, the people are not teaching the law, statutes, and commandments. You got all these churches. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Hang on. Let me, let me. <laughs> I'm, uh, it's not a debate. The thing is, no, no. I'm a doing the work of the Most High God, and somebody come at me with a Bentley. I'm going to say, no, thank you. Let's take that money, and let's go help my community around here that's filled with crack and get them off and get them detoxed. I'm not going to be vain and say, oh, I'm doing God's work. I deserve this Bentley. I deserve this uh, mansion. No, you do not. You deserve to do what the Bible tells you to do. That's what you need to do. Because we are not Christ, we're not doing what Christ did. But, but see, uh, uh, well, you you could say that because you don't know me. But as for me, I know. I, I didn't tell you. And I'm not going to be moved by what you say. I'm not going to be moved by what you say because I'm the living, I'm the living evidence of, of, of what God has called me to do. So see, you keep God's yes, commandments. We feel people. And no, if somebody you, offered me a Bentley, I'd probably give it to my leader. I don't even lie. I would give it to my leader. So you and your leader keep God's That's commandments. That's what I would do. Because we already feed people. We already house crackheads. We are, you know, and, and they're not crackheads. They are people caught up by a demonic spirit who through prayer and fasting and supplication, if the church would get back on their knees and do as Christ really did, these people wouldn't even be caught up in that. See, because Ephesians 6 and 12 say we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And that's what we got to stop looking at. We look at these people and we see the condition that they're in, but we don't see the spirit behind that condition. Nobody's fighting the spiritual warfare that they need to fight. We got all these laws and stuff. The letter killeth, but the spirit maketh alive. Go on the letter you want to at these people. Without the spirit, they will never come out. And that's well, they, the plain they got to work out their own salvation. The they got to work out their own salvation. They got to want to come to the most high. Yes, yes. But it says in Hosea, without a 
speak over these people like. Somebody has to be there to speak over these people like. Christ didn't stay in the temple. Christ went out to where the people were and ministered to the people. And what he do when he heal the people, what he tell them to do? He told them, like lady told him to go and sin no more. That's what he told them. Now, the thing about 
I'm sorry. No, and I'm going to say now, now we we begin to get in get into the to 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 the the, the the part of it that's that's very confusing. Um, not even to young folks, because sometimes I sit listen, I get, I become confused also. And here's the question I'm going to pose to everyone um, on the panel: If we're trying to get them to the same goal, all right, why are there so many different 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 uh, philosophies or? or why why can't we just say this is where you need to be? I mean, please help me understand this. Do you understand the question? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Rephrase, rephrase the question. <laughs> uh, rephrase the question. Why is there are there so many different ways? Oh man, I, I can't even rephrase it right. In other words, you mean like if I got go ahead. Okay. Who okay. said I got okay. to go ahead? Go ahead. Hey, I'm listening. Teacher, could you first go to uh First Corinthians chapter eleven? Because everything is out of order. God is about mm. order and God is about discipline. Discipline is keeping his commandments, doing as it is written. Now, we can't add to and take away. Now when we do that, we got the devil on us, hands down. Something as simple as going and telling people uh, my auntie, for example, she would jump up and bust out, wah baba loo baba wah bamboo, and she was supposedly speaking in tongues. There was nobody to interpret that. She wasn't supposed to be up doing that because it was out of order the way she was doing it according to scripture. But when you tell these people what they are doing, that's when that pride kick in. And scripture says pride is when one to have departed from his maker. When you bring scripture and there's a well, what about this? Well, what about that? Now, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to be straight out with it. Yes, there were prophetesses in the scriptures. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. And the definition of a prophetess normally is referring to a prophet's wife. Normally. And sometimes. But like I say, there were prophetesses in the scriptures. But our nation is out of order because Adam was first born. And then Eve came from him. We're doing things in a different order. Now, we're having uh, households being raised up uh, by women alone. The men are, are not taking their rightful place according to God's order. And that's first and foremost. Uh, Thank yes, you. The Lord, deals, Thank the Lord you. deals with all of us, yes, in our own way. But the thing about it is, if we're not doing it as he says it is supposed to be done, then we are doing it out of order. So read hmm. uh, 1 Corinthians um, uh, 11 and start at verse 3. But I will have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of, and the, head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Mm-hmm. Every man praying or prophesying having his head covered dishonoreth his head. Stop right there. So first and foremost, you have a lot of these people that are worshiping the Lord, as they call it, uh, incorrectly. Because first, we're supposed to give all the credit to the Most High in Christ. No credit goes to any man whatsoever. I've been told before, hey, that was an awesome, outstanding class. All praise to the most high is my response because I don't want any credit. 
Moses decided to give himself a little credit, and you saw what happened in his situation. And so now the woman is supposed to be submissive to the man, yes. And the, uh, the, the head of the man is Christ. A lot of these men have made themselves gods on this earth by, hey, uh, I'm a pastor, and I'm doing some quote-unquote good works. Yeah, I deserve that, Bentley. Like the brother said, we should be taking these things and turning these things into our neighborhood projects, being it uh, after-school programs and different things of that nature, scholarship funds to educate our children. But what we see is we see people in the community that lack, and some have so much. Something as simple as saying that you're a leader, and you're not telling this brother, hey, brother, you know you're not supposed to be smoking those cigarettes. Hey, uh, hey uh, sister, you know you're not supposed to be wearing those pants. Oh, please. Things that simple. These are commandments that we must keep. And if we're not telling these people, if first the men are not doing what they ordained to do, because the scripture says that this, uh, the flock of the Lord are men. The Levitical priest was the sons, not the daughters. And so now you have all these people doing these things out of order. One more place I would like for you to read, brother. One more place. I want you to go to Titus chapter 2. I knew he was going there too. There is, there is an order for all of these things to happen, but we're doing all of these things out of order. The Lord deals with us doing first when Adam sinned. He didn't go to Eve first. He went to Adam. He went to Adam. All of these things have to be done the way the Lord says. I don't care how anybody feels or what society today now has said is acceptable. Uh, go to Titus 2, bro. Titus 2, what would you like? What would you like, bro? Boy, sorry, verse 1. Then speak down the things which become sound doctrine, that the age men be sober, brave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in, in patience. Stop right there. All of that thing that he just he just read out of the Bible is what our people are supposed to be doing in our community to raise our nation. The whole thing is about our nation from Genesis to Revelation. You have the sons of God, which is another class. Anyway, all of these things is to raise our people. Sound and doctrine, meaning you ain't got uh, one person teaching this and another one teaching that, and, a, and somebody brings hypocrisy. Sound in your face, uh, uh, sober, meaning you ain't you clear-minded. You can think uh, all things through without being foolish and bringing foolish answers. Read on. The aged woman, likewise, that they be in behavior as becoming holiness, not false accusers, not giving too much wine, teachers of good things. Right. That they, may, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, and to love their children. Right. Stop right there. See that right there? I myself, I came up and I made a baby out of wedlock in high school. And nobody ever sat me down and told me, you know that that was a sin that you committed. And the girl, nobody told her that. The aged women or the women in the community were supposed to have set her down, and the men were supposed to set me down and said, you broke the commandments. 
nowadays what they teaching is, hey, you know what? Okay, well, that's just a mistake, and we're we going to move on from there. What we're going to do by moving on from there is we're not going to have sex out of marriage. We're not going to have boyfriends because boyfriends lead in the whoredom. We're going to do these things, and this aged woman is going to be teaching the commandments according to the words to the women. Teaching good things. Because the scripture says, for the law is holy, and the commandments are holy and just and good. Showing this woman how to run her household. Showing her how to live in accordance with the word. And not usurping authority over any man. But nowadays, we want to live and do how we want to do it. I spoke with a uh, a lady just last week that says that she was a pastor. And I gave her the scripture. Says, I said, so you're over congregation? She said, yes. I said, well, you know you're not supposed to usurp authority over man. I don't want to hear this. I'm rebuking that. I'm, that. That was a problem for her. Now, when we do it as it is written, our community comes, our nation comes out of the situation we're in, thus the children, because they're held to the standard that say you got to keep these commandments because we're teaching you that. We ain't teaching you covetousness because if I go and buy the pastor a Bentley, Somebody's going to cover that thing. Therefore, they may rob him. They may kill him. They may covet and just want it and desire it and sin that way. And so we have to be humble, as the scripture says. I'm done. Okay. Wow. Now, <laughs> I say you didn't, you, hit, you didn't hit something real deep there, man. Uh, talk about the women are not supposed to wear a paint. You know, stop for a minute. Pastor Ross, is there anything you would like to add before I go ahead? Yeah, I'm going to go back to that same scripture that he was at. You know, and I understand that, and I do understand that because it does say that women. When they pray or whatever they do, they should have their hands covered. That is right. We do that. We do that. We are in obedience to that. But then again, he said there were no women prophets unless they were married to a prophet that made them a prophet. It's not so. What was married? No, I didn't. No, I did not. You said that she was a wife of a prophet. That's what you said. I said usually. Okay. All right, I, I didn't hear that part. But Miriam was a prophetess. Of course she was. She was a prophetess. Of course she was. See? And when she spoke okay. against okay. Moses, what happened to her? And, and when she spoke against Moses, her and Aaron were brought to the tabernacle, and God himself dealt with them. Man didn't deal with them. The same thing in, um, I think it's uh, Numbers um, 12 or Numbers, uh, let me see, let me get it really quick. I just wrote it down. Well, she Here's turned short. white, right? She, yeah, she was as a leper. Oh, in Numbers 15, in Numbers 15, the rebellion of Korah, when Korah got 250 of his friends, you know, who were leaders. In the congregation and told Moses, you ain't the only one to hear from God. Moses didn't deal with that. God dealt with that himself. So why are we concerned about what who's out of order and who's not out of order? If they are indeed out of order, God will take care of 
got to take accountability. We can't. Oh, we got to pray for them. Yeah, you got to pray for them. But they also got to want to come to the Lord also, just like you said. Exactly. Yeah. So this book is just called the Book of the Law. And if you can't do what these laws say, and if there's so many different doctrines, who cares about the doctrine? You got to keep these laws and the commandments point blank. And let's go to the end of the book. So we'll be all day back and forth. This answer, and we're supposed to be leaders. We're supposed to know this book. And if we study, we'll know why we're in this condition here, because we are wicked. So you're going to get the outcome of wickedness. So Revelation 22 and 14 says, uh, Blessed are they that do his commandments, and have the right to the tree of life, and they enter through the gates into the city. So like the brother brought up earlier, we all trying to get to heaven. We all trying to get to the kingdom. But if you ain't keeping this commandment, you are not getting that. Fat blank period, I don't care how much you pray. I don't care about what you do. If you don't do what this book says, you ain't getting that. That's the lie that needs to be taught. That's what's not being taught in these churches. They are not teaching you to keep your laws. They tell you to come as you are. And you come out, you come as you are, and you leave out as you came in. You come in a homosexual. You come in here dressing like a harlot. You come in here on drugs. You go in here on drug dealers and murderers and haters. But we don't come and do what this book says and say we repented. We saved. What you saved from? Christ ain't returned to save nobody yet. That's why they're running. That's why they're running right now. Because so many people got so many different things to say. They don't know what to believe. But as it say, as it say, the, the the law. You say, okay, this is the law. This is yeah. You're talking about the, the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Again, it still lies in what they're it's being taught. It's one book. It's it is one book. Oh, 
Our religion is what the word says, not a doctrine of man. Because the Southern Baptist Convention gives different ideologies that they push. Like, for one, I was taught a long time ago, God loves everybody, but that's not scriptural. As a matter of fact, I'll read this because we have to let everything that we say, if it come out of the, out of the Bible, it's got to be as it is written. So I'm going to read this. Uh, Sirach Ecclesiastes 12 and 6 For the most high hated sinners And will repay vengeance Up unto the ungodly And keep them against the mighty days Of their punishment So God hates them And unless we repent There will be no kingdom for us And there is no righteousness Yeah I can can be as righteous as I want to be Give uh, somebody that's living In the streets a dollar when they ask for it Pay somebody bills and whatnot, but I'm a drug dealer. That's not religion. And people not see me exactly, and righteousness, according to Deuteronomy six twenty five, is keeping the commandments. And so, when we say it, speak it as it is written, that's when we are showing and pushing truth, uh, the truth, the law. And we're not telling people that they got that brother. You can't shave all your hair for your face. And look like Michael Jordan because, and be a ball and ball here because we ain't supposed to do that. That's somebody else's cousin. We got to come out from among them and be separate. So I can give money to the community. I can, my, my church can go out and missionary amongst the people. But if we have one brother in that congregation that is not in accordance with the commandments and we're not telling him, brother, you out of order, according to Leviticus 19:17. We out of order. In Leviticus 5 and 1, we're out of order. It's just that simple. And as the scriptures say, God hates them. But we were taught different. And I asked at the beginning, as far as where we learn our doctrines from, we learned it from people that had no right to put their hands on the Bible in the first place. And so now we regurgitate what we've heard. And the, the parts that we like, we don't dismiss those. But the parts that we don't like, we dismiss those swiftly. I talk hmm. to people all the time about the Sabbath. They don't want to keep the Sabbath because they want to go somewhere on Saturday and do what they want to do. So children are confused. The children are unclean. Just as I remember going up, man lived in my neighborhood. He was Catholic and his wife was Baptist. How's your household broken down into two religions like that? <laughs> it's, it's confusing. <laughs> And unless mm. it is as it is written, nothing is going to change for us. I mean, you read in the book of Ezekiel, I read it earlier. The Most High gave us to be the watchmen over the flock. And if the watchmen are not bringing it as it is written, then we're going to perish for that. We'll go and listen to what Joel Osteen and those people have to say about prosperity and making you feel good. But when the commandments come out and you go and you show in the scripture, the, uh, the the curses that's on our people That don't happen to everybody else We still don't accept it Because we won't get out of our own way I'll read one more thing Ezekiel 327 But when I speak with thee I will open thy mouth And thou shalt say unto them Thus saith the Lord God He that hears Let him hear and he that forbeareth, let him forbear, for they are a rebellious house. Our people are rebellious against the scriptures. They have been since we got those commandments. 
But as a scripture says, two parts is going to be cut off. And it's okay for me to know that I am of the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But if I just let my brother, that's also of that seed, sit around in Catholicism and whatever and never tell him, bro, we're not supposed to be in those religions. Those religions are for the heathens. Then I'm wrong. So, yes, we're supposed to go out and speak to our people. And we're supposed to teach our people. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I agree with that. Um, and you're, there's something that is just not happening. It's not. Um you know, it's interesting though that that you know earlier in the conversation you mentioned uh, curses. You know mm-hmm. about how we curse, and, and you know I thought about that. And hold on for a minute, I need to put this on mute for a moment so I won't hear myself. All right, um, there's a book, and and we had this young man on the show, Mr. Maurice Lindsay, and he wrote this book, "Wake Up to Your True Identity." Revealing the Biblical Nationality of the So-Called African Americans. And this book actually talks about the curses and things that, that we are under. And um, it's, it's really an interesting book. So, you know, if you think, you know, you want to just email me, I'll give you the title and where you can find it at. You can find it on Amazon or somewhere like that. But, and here's my point, though. Here's my point. We have to do better. We have to do better. I mean, we we can sit here, we can go back and forth, scripture for scripture for scripture, this, that, that, but we know this, but are we getting our our message across to those who don't? Does that make sense? Does that make a little bit of sense? You know, and and another problem is, and uh, Pastor Ross mentioned it, you know, People, people sit in the pulpit and they get mad about what the preacher's saying. They say, i.e., telling the truth. This is thus said the Lord. No, I don't like that. So I'm going to go and start me a, a storefront church. You know, then they start mm-hmm. their little philosophy and doctrine. And see, that's where that's when things begin to get to come off track. You know, because that 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 the 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 blessings that were there before are gone now because they're leading those off the the beaten path, the correct path. And the reason why they have those those ones that follow them because they have not been taught correctly either. So they just fall into the same trap as the the ones that's rolling out. And and that's, we have to do better. We really do. Um, we got about 27 minutes left in live show time, and you know what? I wanted to take some questions from um, the listeners, so we're we going to continue to talk. But if anybody got any questions they want to ask the, the, the um, panel, come on, give us a call real fast, 347-838-8622, and uh, we, we can get it in, man. But, um, you know, I, 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 I'm wondering about this one thing, though, and I think a lot of people ask this. Um, the one hundred, what is it, one hundred and forty-four thousand? What mm-hmm. about the rest of the people? What about the rest of the people? They they, they just don't count. That's not true. It, it, uh, that's not true. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, let's let's touch on that right quick then. Let's go to Revelation seventy-four because yeah. that one forty-four thousand is twelve thousand men of Israel uh, that's leaders. Because you, you got to read on. It says, and a multitude came also. 
He talks about a multitude. And and the heathen, the scripture also says, he that leadeth in the captivity shall go into captivity. You can read it in Isaiah. And, you know, our <laughs> people don't want to accept that. They don't want to accept that we gonna, it's going to get back to where it used to be, where the children of Israel are the leaders, because we actually supposed to be the example. We talked about examples earlier. The children of Israel are supposed to be the example to all the nations of how to live according to God's way. That's how we we supposed to be that example. He chose us to be that example, but we're not we're not that example. So we want to do what the heathen doing. We want to do what the world is doing. So that one forty four you speaking of, which goes back to you got to know who you are. Because, you know, I, hmm. I, this, this is not being taught in the churches. They ain't sitting in the churches talking about the children of Israel and the Israelites went through this and that. And then when you say the word Israelite, somebody think it's another religion that started. Uh, Israelite is a nationality. It's not a religion. You don't find in this book that it will be a Baptist, be a Protestant, be a Seventh-day Adventist. It ain't in there. God said, obey my voice. And that ain't, that's not what we're doing. We're obeying our voice. What we feel. So read uh, Revelation 7 and 4. I read Revelation 7 and verse 4. And I heard the number of them which were sealed. And there were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. So if it's not being taught, who are the 12 tribes of Israel? That's, that's how we got to come and bring forth. That's part of getting to know who you are. So if I'm reading this, I don't know nothing about the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm going to look at the book and say, well, this ain't talking to me. This is talking about the 12 tribes of Israel. Who is Israel? Oh, the land over there where the so-called Jews are? No, his name was Jacob. God changed his name to Israel. He had 12 sons, which make up the 12 tribes of Israel, which we are the descendants of. Continue. Hmm. Verse 5, of the tribe of Judah were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Naphtali were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Manassas were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Simeon were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Levite were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulun were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Joseph were still 12,000. Of the tribe of Benjamin were still 12,000. So you did, you did the math, that's your 144,000. So my question would be, if I didn't know this, who is the who are these people? Who are these people? So if that's okay, that's one hundred twenty-four thousand that they teach in Jehovah Witness doctrine. So it's only going to be one hundred forty-four thousand make it there. So okay, who are these one hundred forty-four thousand? Because there were more Jehovah Witnesses way before you, before Charles Page Russell started that doctrine. What about them? Mm. Them 144,000 are already gone. You just run around here passing out your pamphlets and all that, and you ain't going to make it then if it's only them 144,000. But continue reading, brother. Verse 9. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and peoples and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white, white robes and palms in their hands. Hmm. We are scattered across the whole globe, man, the children of Israel. The, 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 so I'm going to use this, and I'll, if you get offended, hey, take it over the most high. The so-called white man, the so-called Chinese man, the so-called African, Japanese, anybody outside the 12 tribes of Israel, 
they will serve the children of Israel in the kingdom. That's what the scriptures say. Go read Isaiah 66. They're going to they gonna be our servants like they were in Leviticus. And that don't mean we're going to be whipping their backs out like they did us. We're going to be hanging them like they did us. So we're righteous people. I'm not going to tear up my possession. They're like, me, I take my car and go running into the tree just for the heck of it. I'm gonna treat my I'm gonna treat my servant good because I want him to do his work. And it is what it is. But we ain't gonna have none of that if we don't repent. So we might well don't even think about getting in the kingdom if you ain't doing what God says. Okay. Now, Mr. Talk, Mr. Talk on mm-hmm. what he what he uh, had mentioned uh, on a precept what he said because scriptures say read a precept on precept. Teacher, could you go to uh, Second Edris? Chapter 2 and start reading At verse 40 And while he's getting it I want to say one thing Because some of us believe that We all the same people just because My skin is brown I'm supposedly Of the nation that's not what the bible Say because I'm going to read Exactly what the scriptures say here In numbers Chapter 1 And verse 18 and they assembled all the congregation together on the first day of the second month, and they declared their pedigrees after their families by the house of their fathers, according to the name, according to the number of the, the names from twenty years old and upward by their posts. So I say that to say this. Now, if my biological sister from from my mama, let's say I have a so-called daddy that's of Negro descent, and my sister from my mama uh, has a different father. Her father is so-called Chinese man. That will not make her an Israelite. She is an, uh, an, um, let me, I can't even think of right now. Uh, More more about according to the scriptures. Now, your lineage is according to your father's household. And yes, some people have been, uh, like people like to say, uh, been mixed or tampered with. What is the difference, though, is your spirit bears witness. When the, when the scriptures come, you're not going to say, oh, well, yeah, this, but that. Oh, well, yeah, we can do some of this, but not that. Oh, well, can't nobody keep the commandments because of this. When you show them in scripture that that's not true, you can't. we can keep the commandments, but then they'll still give pushback. Their spirit is not bearing witness Whether they are Israel or not Because two thirds is going to be cut off of Israel Anyway And only one third is going to enter into the kingdom As the scriptures say Just to uh, clarify that But uh, Yeah Teacher read uh, Second Edric chapter 2 And start at verse 40 The precept Revelation 7 and 4 it says, Take thy armor, O Zion, and shut up these of thine that are clothed in white, which have fulfilled the law of the Lord. The number of thy children whom thou longest for is fulfilled. Beseech the power of the Lord, that thy people which have been called from thy beginning may be hollowed. Okay, right I, there. Hold up right there. Because we read in Revelation 7 where they said, uh, an innumerable multitude that was dressed in white with palms in their hands. This is saying the exact same thing, but you're getting more information here because this is the prophet Edris going into and saying specifically 
that this is old Zion. Because you'll have people to say, well, see, it says a great multitude of all nations and kindreds and people. You go to Deuteronomy 28 and 64, you see where we were scattered everywhere. So read on, teach. Verse 43, uh, 42. I, Esther, saw upon the Mount Zion a great people whom I could not number, and they all praised the Lord with songs. Um, and, in the, hmm. and in the midst of them was a young man of high stature, taller than yeah, all the earth. And upon every one of their heads he set a crown. He set crowns and was more exalted, which I marveled at greatly. Read it, brother. So I asked the angel and said, Sir, what is what are these? He answered and said unto me, These be they that have put off the mortal clothing and put on the immortal and have confessed the name of God. Now are they proud and receive pause. Okay, stop right there. These are they which put off the mortal clothing and have put on the immortal. Uh, if you read the scripture, you see where keeping the commandments is immortal. That's the only way we're going to be immortal because you got to come out from among these people and the things that they do. You got to leave their religion. You got to leave uh-huh. their Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving and all of that stuff and say, you know what? I'm mm. going to serve the Lord. I'm going to keep the Passover. I'm going to keep the mm. Feast of Unleavened Bread. Today, Earlier today was the day of Simon, which they have never taught at the church I grew up in and probably won't. See, we got to come out and put on this immortal because right now, as long as we're doing what everybody else is doing, we're still mortal. Read on, brother. Sorry about that. Verse 46. Verse 46. I'm lost in place. Just two seconds here. Part of the, of the scriptures that I never heard about growing up. I never heard about the apocalypse, the seventh, uh, the books that were taken out, the fourteen books that were taken out. I'm sorry, they never got mm-hmm. out of this. They never read scripture that would break things further on down, that would break down what why the apostle Paul was saying some of the things he was. No, those things were never broken down. Free brother. He said, I to the angel, what young person is that crowning them and giving them palms in their hands? So he answered and said unto me, it is the Son of God, whom they have confessed in the world. Then, then began I greatly to commend them that stood so stiffly for the name of the Lord. That's then good the right there. They, they stood stiffly, meaning they kept the commandments. And they didn't bend and break because it's Easter, and the family normally get together around Easter. And you mean to tell me you're not going to come by your family? You don't love us anymore? It's Easter. We're supposed to be together. They stood chipping and said, no, I'm not going to break the commandments just for some mortality, just for my flesh. We're not teaching that in these churches. And that is a correct statement. That is, that, is, that is very true. That is so true. And I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, you know, um, and we've had this conversation before about um, – the crosses that individuals wear and they put on the, you know, the cars and stuff, you know, and I want to get Pastor, Pastor Ross um, thoughts on this 
Um, Pastor Ross, uh, yes. you know, the, the crosses that everyone wear, would that be considered as uh, what what word am I looking for? Idol worship or you know, grave image? image. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, that's something yeah. that that's something that's not taught in in, in the regular church any, either. See, even the minister stand up there with a tiny cross. Yeah. It's taught in ours. We don't we 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 don't have a cross in our church. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a symbol of suffering. Number one, Christ ain't on the on the on the cross no more. That's a symbol of suffering. Why you wanna Why you wanna put that before the people? Yes, His blood was shed for us for the remission of our sins to allow us to go back into the presence of God when it was lost when Adam when Adam sinned. It wasn't that Eve saying, yeah, she shouldn't have never even been having a conversation with the enemy in the first place. That was her first mistake because Adam, she should have went to her husband. She should have went to her head, but she took it up on herself. And then she brought it to him. And him looking with his eyes and not with the spirit that God gave him because he was in spirit because he was God's spirit made in his image. He's going to take her word for it and follow her, but God gave the commandment to Adam. So then creation failed when he ate. That's what it says in Genesis. Creation failed when Adam ate. So there was a separation between man and God, and that could not be restored by no bullocks, no cows, and none of that. It had to be restored by someone who was pure and perfect, made in God's image again, as we call him the second Adam. So even in that, we can't, we're not supposed to have no white man on the cross in our household worshiping him and saying, this is Jesus. We know that the Christ wasn't a white man in the first place. I don't care who don't believe it. You know, we don't want people to have hair like, you know, a sheep's wool. And furthermore, when he was born, would he have went to Egypt if he was white to hide among the people? Come on now. That's an Africa. All praises. Hmm. That's dark-skinned dark folks. Now, let's go on and just tell the truth now. All those are images. All those are graven images that people have been taught to worship because that's what we do. Rather than studying to show ourselves approved, studying for ourselves and learning it by the Spirit. It's by hmm. the Spirit. It ain't, it ain't going to be in no fleshly man if, he's not, if, if he does not have God's Spirit. Truly. <laughs> True. You can say what you want to say. You can say what you want to say, but that's what it boils down to. The letter kill is all day because we can take this word right here in this book and we can twist it. And with every matter of philosophy, every theologian, you know, every pastor, preacher, pope, whoever, whatever title you want to say. But unless there is a true spirit, the spirit of the living God behind it, it's just words. And it ain't going to do mm. nothing. For nobody. So worship your right. cross, worship right. your little graven image, and let me know where that gets you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, <laughs> And brother Lowe, I already know where you stand on it because we didn't have this conversation quite often on the show. All right. Um, unfortunately, y'all, we're running out of time. We got about 11 minutes left in live time. So what I'm going to do, um, well, first I want to. I want to I want to thank everybody for participating on the show, and like I do all the time, I want to, I'm gonna let y'all get your last words in because I like to hear what you have to say. 
All right. So uh, we're going to start with Brother Hezekiah. Uh, can you give your last words, sir? Last words of wisdom before we get up out of here. Are you, oh, hold on. My bad. I hit the wrong button. All right. I'm sorry. I hit, <laughs> I hit the wrong button. Go ahead, Brother Hezekiah. Uh, Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart at thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. That's the only way we're going to have a prosperous community. That's why we, the only way we're going to be successful truly as a people is we keep these laws, statutes, and commandments. All right. Thank you, my brother. And it was nice having you on the show. Come back anytime. All right. My brother, Lo, talk to me. He's real. Okay, I'll praise this, bro. I appreciate this, man. Um, I'll praise to the most. I want to read a couple of scriptures. Uh, Baruch chapter 3 and verse 8. Behold, we are yet this day in our captivity where thou hast scattered us for a reproach and a curse, and to be subject to payments according to all uh, the iniquities of our fathers, which departed from the Lord our God. And also uh, Baruch and also Baruch 4 and 1, this is the book of the commandments of God and the law that endureth forever. All they that keep it shall come to life, but such as leave it shall die. Our life and our death weighs on the balance of us keeping these commandments as a nation. True indeed, you can go in scripture, you can see what Susanna was considered to be righteous, but the nation was still in sin. You can see where Judith was considered to be righteous, but the nation was still in sin. So when our nation is out of order, it doesn't matter if you have one or two people that's keeping the commandments because the nation as a whole is still out of, is out of sync with the Most High. And I'll read one more thing. This is also... And the kingdom of heaven To understand that those 12, those 144 And that innumerable multitude This is the importance Of that uh, Revelation 21 and 12 And had a, and this is the kingdom of heaven And had a wall Great and high and had 12 gates And at the gates 12 angels And the names written whereon, thereon Which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel that's the importance of our people that we don't understand. That's why we hadn't put the whole piece of the puzzle together. You have random people that know that they're Israelites, yes, but they are not proclaiming it to the world for one by living it and doing it as it is written. We're supposed to wear fringes. We're supposed to keep the feast days and all of those things. We're supposed to forsake uh, these worldly, wicked holidays and whatnot, but we choose to do the... Uh, the, uh, to the contrary So remember We have to keep these commandments And I'm done Alright Thank you my brother And as always You know you're always welcome Whenever you have time Alright last but not least Pastor Ross Your last words now Hey yeah I just got You know They say I'm, 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 I'm gonna go back To where I, I started out In Colossians chapter 2 And I'm gonna start at um, Verse 2 it said that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures 
in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joining and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiment of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hand, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, have he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having four principalities and powers, he made assure of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no, let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath day, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Therefore let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head, from which all the body by joints and bands have nourished and ministered and knit together, increasing with the increase of God. For wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, I am so living in the world, I be subject to ordinance, taste not, touch not, handle not, which are all to perish with the use, after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom and will worship, and humility, and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. And that's just to say, again, it's by the spirit. It's not by our flesh. The letter killeth, but the spirit maketh alive. This is what causes mm. you to live. This is what gives you life. Not anything that we do or say by our flesh. It's God's spirit that giveth us life to move on, to do what we need to do, and to be ye holy, because he is holy. It's only done by his spirit, by his spirit not by words on the page. And if these words are not ordained by his spirit, they're not going to change anybody or anything. That's it. That's all I got. Y'all be blessed. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Pastor Ross, for uh, stopping by this evening. I'll tell you, man, what a great show. But you know what, y'all? We got to do this again. And here's the reason why. Because there's some things I wanted to talk about that we didn't get to. 
like spirituality and all that that greatness that comes with it. So we definitely will be doing another show. I don't know who to be with the same ones. Hopefully they'll be here, and uh, we have some others on the panel with us, and we can go on and get into it again. Because I, I enjoyed this. I learned a lot. I really did. Cleared up a lot, but I think we still have a long ways to go. Uh, you know, as my dad used to say, uh, we have done as the Lord has commanded <laughs> on night anyway. Um, but there's still more to be done. All right. I don't have much time to say what I got to say. I'm just going to leave you with this. Second Timothy 2 and 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's from the King James Version. Hey, it's been a great one, man, and I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for stopping by. Once again, thank you to the panel. I really appreciate it, and I much love to each and every one of you. And uh, everyone that was listening, thank you as well. All right, so y'all have a good one, man. I'm stepping out, and we're going to take you out of here with this song called Heritage. It's a nice song, man. Listen, I'm out. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.